Welcome to Zichud Av Siman, member by Avram Goldhari, and today we're Zichud Zadarim, Tav Ein Vav, the 10th parak Narmarasa. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara finally resolves this inquiry about Rebbe Yezer from Abraisim, which Rebbe Yezer sought to prove to the Chamim that they too must make a similar Kavachomer. Mazroim, Tameim, Kevin Shazar, Makarka, Tahorin, and plants, which are Tame, once that they are planted in the ground, they become Tahor. Zruin, Vaomdim, Okoshikain, then those already planted should certainly remain Tahor, even if Tuma touches them. Rabbi Yezer argued to the Chamin that they certainly agree with his law, although there's no source for it except this Kavachomer. So they should agree to his Kavachomer as well. Argomar concludes based on this price that Rabbi Yezer's ruling to allow Hafara before a netter is made would prevent it from taking effect like the plant which does not ever become Tame. Pointing with the Gemara asks, is it true that the Chamin do not hold of the format of a Kavachomer that Rabbi Yezer made, learning from revoking the Darim that took effect to revoking the Darim not yet made? But there's a universally agreed ruling based on such a Kavachomer. Arisa teaches, one might think that a father can sell his nara daughter as a maidservant, just as he can sell his daughter who is a minor as a maidservant. There's a kavachomer that he cannot. If she was sold already and became a nara, she leaves her servitude by virtue of reaching maturity. If she was not yet sold, is it not certain that she cannot be sold when she's already a nara? Since this is the source for this law, we see that all agree to such a kavachomer. The Gemara answers that although they generally agree to such a Kavachomer, here the Torah teaches not to follow by reigning Hakama near Hafara, Isha Yikamenha vi Isha Yifarena, which teaches, That which is capable of Hakama is capable of Hafara, but that which is not capable of Hakama, meaning, if the net has not yet been made, is not capable of Hafara. And pointing with you, the next mission states, Hafara's Nadarm Kohayom. Hafara of Nadarm is for that entire day. The mission elaborates, Nad Rebolewa Shabbos, if she vowed on Shabbos night, Yafar Bolewa Shabbos, Viyom Shabbos, Ad Shetech Shach. He may revoke it on Shabbos night and the entire Shabbos day until it gets dark. Nad Rebolewa Mefra Ad Shetech Shach. If she vowed just before dark, he may revoke it until it gets dark, but not afterwards. Abraisa quotes an opposing opinion to our Tana for the time frame of Hafara. Rabbi Yosi bar Rabbi Yudin, Rabbi Lazar bar Rabbi Shimon hold that the time is me'es la'es, from that moment until the same moment a day later, meaning a full 24-hour period. Our mission's opinion is based on the Pasuk, which says, B'yom Shamo, on the day of his hearing, which implies it must be that calendar date and not past nightfall. The second opinion learns from the Pasuk, which states, M'yom el-yom, from day to day, implying a full 24 hours. The Gemara explains how each Tana uses the other Pasuk. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara finally resolves this inquiry in which Rebbe Yezer sought to prove to the Chachamim that they too must make a similar Kavachomer. Mazroim, Tameim, Kevin, Shazar, Makarka, Tahorin, and plants, which are Tame, once that they are planted in the ground, they become Tahor. Zruin, Vaomdim, Okoshikain, then those already planted should certainly remain Tahor even if Tuma touches them. Rebbe Yezer argued to the Chachamim that they certainly agree with his law, although there's no source for it except this Kavachomer. So they should agree to his Kavachomer as well. Argomar concludes based on this price that Rebbe Yezer's ruling to allow Hafara before a netter is made would prevent it from taking effect like the plant which does not ever become Tame. Pointing with the Gemara asks, is it true that the Chachamim do not hold of the format of a Kavachomer that Rebbe Yezer made, learning from revoking the Darim that took effect to revoking the Darim not yet made? But there's a universally agreed ruling based on such a Kavachomer. Arisa teaches, one might think that a father can sell his nara daughter as a maidservant, just as he can sell his daughter who is a minor as a maidservant. There's a kavachomer that he cannot. If she was sold already and became a nara, she leaves her servitude by virtue of reaching maturity. If she was not yet sold, is it not certain that she cannot be sold when she's already a nara? 
since this is the source for this law, we see that all agree to such a Kavu Homer. The Gemara answers that although they generally agree to such a Kavu Homer, here the Torah teaches not to follow by reading Hakama near Hafara, Isha Yikamena Isha Yifarena, which teaches that which is capable of a comma is capable of a fara. But that which is not capable of a comma, meaning if the netter has not yet been made, is not capable of a fara. And pointing with you, the next mission states, Hafara's nadarm kohayom. Hafara of nadarm is for that entire day. The mission elaborates, Nad Shabbos, if she vowed on Shabbos night, he may revoke it on Shabbos night and the entire Shabbos day until it gets dark. If she vowed just before dark, he may revoke it until it gets dark, but not afterwards. Abraisa quotes an opposing opinion to our Tana for the time frame of Afara. Rabbi Yosi bar Rabbi Yudin, Rabbi bar Rabbi Shimon hold that the time is me'es from that moment until the same moment a day later, meaning a full 24-hour period. Our mission's opinion is based on the Pasuk, which says, Biyom Shamo, on the day of his hearing, which implies it must be that calendar date and not past nightfall. The second opinion learns from the Pasuk, which states, Miyom El Yom, from day to day, implying a full 24 hours. The Gemara explains how each Tana uses the other Pasuk. All right, so now we get our Simudaf Ein Vav, and this one was suggested to us by Yeshua Eisenberg, who suggested that Ein Vav is an intravenous tube, an intravenous tube, an IV. So here goes. The IV tube that was connected to a plant in the ground, which always remains Tahor, was hooked up to a Na'ara who fainted when she discovered her father tried to sell her as a maidservant. When he got upset that once it became dark, he could no longer be made for her nadir. Once again, it's emotion. The IV tube, IV tube, that must be run off. IV. The IV tube that was connected to a plant in the ground, which always remains Tahor, which reminds us, the Gemara finally resolves this inquiry about Rebbe Gezer from Abraisim, which Rebbe Gezer sought to prove to the Chomim that they too must make a similar Kavachomer. Mazraim, Tameim, Kamen, Shazarim, Bekarka, Tahorin. If plants which are Tameim, once that they are planted in the ground, they become Tahor. Zeruim, Ba'omdim, Okoshkin, then those already planted should certainly remain Tahor, even if Tuma touches them. Rebbe Gezer argued to the Chomim that they certainly agree with this law, although there is no source for it except this Kalvachomer, so they should agree to his Kalvachomer as well. So, the IV tube that was connected to a plant in the ground, which always remains Tahor, was hooked up to a Na'aru who fainted when she discovered her father tried to sell her as a maidservant, which reminds us of Brisa taught, one might think that a father can sell his Na'aru daughter as a maidservant, just as he can sell his daughter who is a minor as a maidservant. There's a Kavachomer that he cannot. Mechura Kavar if she was sold already and became a Na'ara, she leaves her servitude by virtue of reaching maturity. Ain't a Mechura, ain't a if she was not yet sold. Is it not certain that she cannot be sold when she's already a Na'ara? Since this is the source for this law, we see that all agree to such a Kavachomer. So the IV tube that was connected to a plant in the ground, which always remains Tahor, was hooked up to a Na'aru who fainted when she discovered her father tried to sell her as a maidservant. When he got upset that once it became dark, he could no longer be made for her netter. Which reminds us, this Malokas, if Afara is for that entire day until it gets dark, which is learned from the Pasuk, Biyom Shamo, or for a 24-hour period, which is learned from the Pasuk, which states, Miyom El Yom, from day to day, implying a full 24 hours. So once again, the IV tube that was connected to a plant in the ground, which always remains Tahor, was hooked up to a Na'aru who fainted when she discovered her father tried to sell her as a maidservant. When he got upset that once it became dark, he could no longer be made for 
her nether. All right, so now it's time to go to our four block back Chazara. Dafine base. So the sim for Dafine base is a thick piece of birthday cake. So here goes. The man who divorced his wife who made a netter not tea from his birthday cake. Birthday cake? That must be more Duff Ayn base. A thick piece of birthday cake. The man who divorced his wife who made a netter not tea from his birthday cake and then remarried her the same day and was unable to make for a netter from before the marriage. Which reminds the Gemara attempts to prove that a divorce is like a coming from a mission which states that if a woman vowed on that day and her husband divorced her and remarried her on that day, he cannot revoke the netter. Apparently, he could not revoke the netter because the divorce was tantamount to Akama. The Gemara answers Hakaba Nesua Askinu. Here we are speaking about a Nesua, and the husband cannot revoke Nadarim from the previous marriage because he can never revoke Nadarim from before his marriage except where she remained in Arusa and in the father's domain. So the man who divorced his wife who made a netter not to eat from his birthday cake and then remarried her the same day and was unable to make for her netter from before the marriage realized that there was so much noise at the party that he wouldn't be able to hear her nadarim, which reminds us Rami Barakama inquired, Can the husband revoke nadarim without hearing them? Do we say that the Pasuk which states what Shami Isha and her husband heard is a prerequisite for Hafara or not? So, the man who divorced his wife who made a netter not to eat from his birthday cake and then remarried her the same day and was unable to make for her netter from before the marriage, realized that there was so much noise at the party that he wouldn't be able to hear her nadarim. So he made a shuliach for the remainder of the party to revoke all her vows. Which reminds us that this malchokas of a shuliach can revoke nadarim. Daf an gimel. So the simmer daf an gimel is a giant ostrich egg. So here goes. The deaf man mixing the giant ostrich egg's yolk. Giant ostrich egg? That must be one daf an gimel. The deaf man mixing the giant ostrich egg's yolk and white in a tiny mixing bowl, which reminds us. Rami Barakama inquired, Can a deaf man revoke the dharm of his wife? If one does not need to hear his wife's nadarim to revoke them, perhaps that's only because he's capable of hearing them, but someone deaf who is incapable of hearing them might not be able to revoke them. This is based on the principle taught by Rabbi Zera, Any mincha which is fit for mixing, the mixing is not critical to it, and even if it's not mixed, the mincha is valid. And any mincha which is not fit for mixing, the mixing is critical, and the lack of mixing invalidates the mincha. Or do we say that the Torah did not intend the husband's hearing as a requirement at all? So the deaf man mixing the giant ostrich eggs yolk and white in a tiny mixing bowl splattered the yolk on the face of the man who was being made from the nadarim of two wives at one time. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Can a husband revoke nadarim of two wives simultaneously? Is the word her in the Pasuk of Hafar meant specifically to only allow Hafar of one wife at a time or not? So the deaf man mixing the giant ostrich eggs yolk and white in a tiny mixing bowl splattered the yolk on the face of the man who was being made for the nadarim of two wives at one time, but not those nadarim of his arusa who reached the appointed time for marriage. Which reminds us, the next mission speaks about an arusa who has reached the time by which Nasun was supposed to be performed and the husband must support her as if she were Nasua. Rabbi Eliezer says, since her husband is chayv in her mazonos, he can revoke her nadarim. The Chum hold that he cannot revoke Nadarim until she enters his domain with the actual Nasuan. Dafain Dal, so the Simmer Dafain Dal is a witness. So here goes. The two witnesses, two witnesses, that must be one Dafain Dal, aid. The two witnesses on the scene of a Yavam, revoking the Nether of his Yavama, which reminds us, the next mission presents three opinions regarding the ability of a Yavam to revoke the Nadarim of Yavama. Rabbi Lezer holds that even where there are multiple Yavam, the Yavam who perform Mimer may revoke Nadarim, as the Gemara will explain. Rabbi Yeshua takes a middle approach. If there's a single Yavam, then he may revoke the Yavam as Nadarim. But if there are multiple Yavam, then no one may revoke Nadarim. 
Rabbi Kiva says a Yavim can never revoke Nadarim of the Yavama because she is not his proper wife even after Mimer. So the two witnesses on the scene of a Yavam revoking the nether of his Yavama knew that things were going to get out of control when he told his brothers that because he had performed Mimer, he was no less than an ordinary Arus. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, how is it possible that Rabbi Yezer can allow one of two Yavamim to revoke Nadarim, even if he would hold that the Zika bond between a Yavam and Yavama were strong enough to be like Arison and allow for Hafara, but if there are two Yavamim, it is yet indeterminate who will perform Yivam, so Nadis Hafara should be valid. Rabbi Yami explained that the mission is speaking where one Yavim performed Mimer, and Rabbi Yezer holds like Beishami that Mimer, Konin, Kenyan, Gamur, Mimer affects a complete acquisition of the Yavim in Midaraisa, placing her in that specific Yavim's domain even for Nadarim. So, the two witnesses on the scene of a Yavim revoking the nether of his Yavama knew that things were going to get out of control when he told his brothers that because he had performed Mimer, he was no less than an ordinary Arus. And they called in a rabbi who announced that a Yavim is not considered a full-fledged wife for other matters, and therefore even a lone Yavim cannot revoke Nadarim of a Yavama, which reminds us. Rabbi Kiva taught that we never differentiate between one Yavim and two. Ukshar Dvarim Ken Nadarim. Just as for other matters, the Yavama is not considered married, so too with Hafara of Nadarim. The Gemara Daf Ein He explains that the other matters in which Yavama differs from a wife refers to an accepted fact that the Yavama, even after Mimer, will not be liable to death by stoning for adultery like a Arusa would. Rabbi Kiva showed from this that a Yavama, even of a single Yavim, is not a full-fledged wife, even after Mimer. Daf Ein Hey, so the Simr Daf Ein Hey is an Amaaretz. So here goes. The Amaaretz, the Amaaretz, that must be more Daf Ein Hey, Amaaretz. The Amaaretz who told his wife, on the darn you make from now until I return from the Amaaretz convention, are revoked, which reminds us, the next mission states, one who says to his wife before traveling, on the darn that you vow from when I leave here until I return from such and such a place, shall be confirmed, Lulam Raklum, he has said nothing because Hakama cannot be made before the nether exists. Hari and Mufarim, but if he said they shall be revoked, Rebbe says the Hafar is valid and the Chamim say it is not. So the Amaaretz who told his wife, on the darn you make from now until I return from the Amaaretz convention, are revoked, was so upset when he received word that his wife's friend was Matvisa Nedo on his wife's revoked Nedo, which reminds us, the Gemara inquires, according to Rebbe that one may revoke Nedarim before they are made, do they take effect and then are voided by the Hafara? Or or do they not take effect at all? Meaning, does the Hafara prevent their ever taking effect? The Gemara provides a practical difference. In a case where someone else linked to this netter, the Ron's example is where she said, I'm an Azira, and someone said, I'm like her. If the netter took effect, even for a moment, the second person's nether would also take effect. But if her netter was prevented from taking effect, the second netter would not be valid. So the Amaars who told his wife on the darm you make from now until I return from the Amaars convention are revoked was so upset when he received word that his wife's friend was Matisa Nether on his wife's revoked nether that he missed his favorite convention competition of who can swallow the most rings to save them from becoming Tame, which reminds us the more suggests another proof from a Bryson which the Khamim argued to Rebeliezer. If a mikvah which raises Tame people from their Tuma state does not save Tahor people from becoming Tame, meaning if a person touches Tuma while immersed in the mikvah, he still becomes Tame, then a person who does not raise Tame items from their Tuma by swallowing and regurgitating a Tame ring, soon should not save Tahor items from becoming Tame, meaning it shall follow that one who swallows a Tahor ring and enters an Oa with a corpse should not protect the ring from becoming Tame. Yet in truth it does. The Chamin thus undermined Rebbe Yaz's Kavach Homer with this argument. All right, so now it's time to conclude with a pop quiz of 10 questions. 
Number one, which stuff from the Rebbe Lezer holds like Beishame that Maimer Kona Kenyan Gamur Maimer affects the complete acquisition of the Yavama with the Raisa and a Yavam therefore can revoke Nadarim of his Yavama. That's on Dav. Ein Dod. Good number two. Which stuff that if a woman vowed on one day and her husband divorced her and remarried her on that day, Ein Yachul Afer, he cannot revoke the Nether from a previous marriage. That's on Dav. I'm base. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn from a Kavachomer that a Na'ara cannot be sold as a maidservant? That's on Duff. I'm Vav. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn if one swallows a Tahoe ring and enters an Oho with a corpse, he protects the ring from becoming Tame? That's on Duff. I'm Hey. Good number five. Which stuff do we have a question whether a deaf man can revoke his wife's Nadarim? That's on Duff. Ein Gimel. Good number six. Which stuff do you have three opinions regarding the ability of a Yavam to revoke the Nadarim of a Yavama? That's on Dav. Ein Dod. Good number seven. Which stuff do you learn from a Kavachomer that plants already planted should certainly remain Tahor even if Tuma touches them? That's on Dav. Ein Vav. Good number eight. Which stuff do you have Melchokas if a Sholiach can revoke Nadarim? That's on Dav. I'm base. Good number nine. Which stuff do we have whether one has until nightfall to do hafara or has 24 hours? That's on Duff. I'm Vav. Good number ten. Which stuff do we have a question according to Rabbi Leza that one may revoke Nadarim before they are made? What would be the din if a wife said, I'm an Azira and another person said, I'm like her? That's on Duff. I'm Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichr. Wishing you a great day and great learning.